Hello, welcome to another episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk Podcast. I am your host, Reva Hart. Girlfriend Let's Talk Podcast provide a space for women to tell their powerful and successful stories in hopes to provide a blueprint to inspire other women to overcome their difficult situations in life and become the best versions of themselves. So I'm so excited today to introduce our guest, Shalimar Johnson. Shalimar is a wife, mother, and mentor who has experienced various levels of trauma and triumph. As a result of those experiences, Girl Embrace It and My Scars Are Beautiful was birthed from her testimony. I'm very excited to hear her share her story. And so I'm just gonna not waste any more time and just turn it over to Shalimar. Shalimar, thank you for being here. Um, in my life during the summer of last year where I was experiencing flashbacks of trauma and beginning to feel like there were so many areas in my life unfulfilled. And I often found myself going in, in what would be considered a downward spiral emotionally. It wasn't something that I expressed outwardly, but I felt it. And even though sometimes we may think, oh, nobody knows, there are moments in time, the things that we feel on the inside translate some way on, on the outside. And so what was happening, and this is how I knew it was God, was that uh, I kept getting these phone calls, emails, text messages, the, the direct messages on Instagram from various young ladies um, and, and older women, women as uh, in general, with questions about how I can help them get past where they were. And I was like, baby, I'm trying to get past where I'm at in my head. And I didn't tell this to them because I didn't want to be insensitive. But honestly, I was like, well, God, what am I supposed to do? I'm still trying to figure me out. How do I give advice? But okay. And I never was at a point where I was void of advice. It all it just kind of some one of the things my bishop says, it never runs out. It just it always runs in. Not advice. <laughs> he talks about that or says that when he's talking about God's goodness and the things that God has just done for him. And he can keep going on and on and on. And he says, you know, it never runs out. It just always runs in. For me, when it comes to being that voice of reason um, at, and giving some insight, I never find myself, or at least I have not yet found myself at a point where there was nothing to say, no way for me to, to try to guide and direct someone. So anyway, I found myself always giving advice. But in that, after almost every person I spoke to, I kept saying, girl, embrace it. Okay, girl, I get it, but embrace it. And after a while, I realized that it was redundant. And so I began to ask God, what is this all about? Because I know it's not repeating itself for nothing. What's going on? Um, and to fast forward, in essence, he said, create a YouTube channel and start a show. And I'm like, well, where am I gonna do that? How do I, even, I am not technologically savvy. 
How do I do a show? How do I put the people on there? Where am I going to find the folks? I was told to start a Facebook page. I hadn't been on Facebook in years. Didn't even remember the password for the one that I had. But the other part of it that got me was he told me that I needed to get fresh faces. So you want me to start a Facebook page with folks I don't even know? Like, where am I going to find these people? So anyway, I did it. Um, and it started out with Girl Embrace It on YouTube. It was live every Saturday at 4 p.m. That lasted for about a month. Um, and then I was awakened. And we know we don't wake ourselves. He does the waking. And I was awakened at around 2 o'clock in the morning. He told me to turn on the television. I did. And for a moment, I was looking around like, is this God talking? I had one eye open, one eye closed. Like, am I tripping? Is it me? Oh, Lord, is it you? And after a while, when I, I, I couldn't go back to sleep, I said, okay, I guess it's him trying to say, listen. So anywho, I, I went on television and I didn't even know that I had preached the word Worldwide Networks app on my, my smart TV. He told me to click it. I'm telling you, this is how I know it's God because I never saw it. I've had that television for quite some time, never been on there. He told me to click it. And then I'm, I'm moving through some things. But in essence, he said, this is where your show is going to be. So I'm like, okay, how do I get on there? What do I do? In, eventually, not long later, maybe about a week, I was in conversation with the producer and here is the show. And so um, I changed it to Saturdays with Shalimar J through Girl Embrace It TV. Um, and that's kind of the backstory of it. But then when God, as he instructed me to um, put everything together, then I was like, well, what am I gonna do? Is it just gonna be, I'm gonna uh, smile at the people and say, good morning? What is this show going to be about? And Prior to the moment when last summer I was dealing with what I was dealing with and rendering insight and advice and words of encouragement to other women and finding out that God wanted me to start uh, Girl Embrace It as well as Saturdays with Shalimar J, I was in a very abusive marriage some years prior. It's not bashing men of God or preachers, but he was a pastor and uh, it got bloody sometimes in the parking lot. <laughs> he spit in my face, literally. Um, and the list just goes on and on. I've been drugged up the stairs. I've been told by him to eat my own vomit. I, I have had so many, and I never had those experiences ever in my life. I dated plenty of men, not a whole heap. You know, I'm not going to make myself look like, Whoa, what was she doing? Not like that. <laughs> but enough to know what I would want to feel like and how I should be treated. I didn't grow up with mom and dad in the house, but I did not grow up in a home where my mother downed my father either. I later found out because it was a question in the air, like why is mommy and daddy not together? But my dad had a drug habit, a real bad one, among a lot of other things. And when I would see daddy here and there, it would, was one of those things where I was told, well, dad had to go to the doctor, but he was really in rehab. Or daddy was taking a break, but he was really in jail, that type of situation. But it had gotten to a point in time where I really needed to know. And when my mother was finally able to give me bits and pieces, she had instilled so much love in me for him that I didn't look at him any way different. 
but I still wished that there was a father in the home. And the only example I really had of what I should have experienced with a man was whenever my mother dated someone and she re did remarry, that was short lived, but it was a little bit of an experience and an example and TV. Love Jones, oh, I want that honey. Love and basketball, that's what I want. Anything else I saw on TV, I, I envisioned my life with a man based off of what I was introduced to primarily through television. And as I was a teenager, my mother allowed me to date, I kind of knew what felt good and what didn't feel good. And so I'm saying all of that to say, when I finally got married, I didn't have an example, but I knew what I wanted and what I didn't want. I knew what was right and what was wrong. I knew abuse was never okay. I had had enough self-esteem to know that if ever he said to me, which were instances that I was less than, I wasn't as holy as I thought I was. I'm not, I don't know how to uh, be a pastor's wife, let alone a wife and things like that. That didn't tear me down. But what it did was disconnected me from him. And so I stayed because I didn't want to uh, disappoint the church. How do you tell the church folks that the pastor is knocking you around and has children on the way and it ain't yours? How do you uh, pray for the woman that comes into your church that has been sleeping with your husband and wants to join? That's my story. Oftentimes I would go church to church when he would be invited to preach and God would show me, and I'm going somewhere with this, all of these different women that he had been with in some way, shape or form and, and aspired to be with or actually was sexually. So I got to the point where I was like, hold up, because I know I hear God and I'm going to tell him, oh, so that's another one. Oh, so th that. And then he would say, well, how do you know that she even talked to me? Tell on himself sometimes. And then God had to sit me down. And he said, as clear as I'm speaking to you, Shalomar, I didn't show you these women for you to tell him what you know. I showed you these women to know what to pray against. Not everybody was he sleeping with yet. So then he would take that. I later found and with one of these young ladies that came to my church and say, you know, uh, first lady, you know, she hears from God and God showed her me and you together. So that means we're going to be together and you know that she's usually right. So he had these women thinking, oh, so, you know, it's not going to be them long. It's going to be me and him type of situation. So one particular girl who was very bold um, kept coming, kept coming. And I knew what she had done. She confessed it to me and said, yes, I did. And was bold enough, but it was probably by him kind of coercing her to show up and making it okay to come to my church every day or every Sunday or every Wednesday, every Friday, whenever we had something, there she was. So one Sunday, Reva, God was testing my Holy Ghost. I know he did because now two things happened, okay? I had a dream and God deals with me a lot in visions and I'm still going somewhere and it's still connected to uh, Saturdays and Girl Embrace It. But I, I, I had a dream, and as I was saying, God deals with me in visions. And I promise you, in this, God showed me her walking into our church with a hot pink top on and some blue jeans. But this is the thing, Reva. I drug her 
from the first pew to the last and slunk her out the back door. And when I woke up, and this was a Sunday morning, when I finally woke up, I was like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I started to pray. And I called my armor bearer. I said, listen, if she walks in this church today, dressed in that pink shirt and jeans, you better pray. And lo and behold, Reva, I kid you not, I looked to my left and there she was in a hot pink shirt and jeans. But God prepared me. And immediately, I didn't go into the, uh-oh, God, my, my armor better, bearer better pray and I'm about to get stupid. And no, because I saw what he showed me and thank God I had enough Holy Ghost in me to say, okay, devil, I know what you're doing and it won't work. I went to the restroom and she, I hadn't realized had gone before me. Um, and in my going in that direction, she was about to walk in the restroom and she looked back and she uh, said, okay, no, you, you can go ahead. I said, uh, go ahead, you go. No, that's all right, you go. And she, she finally went in, she came back out. Before she went in, it was obvious that she was dealing with something. She was a little distraught. And then that despair was even weighing more heavily on her when she came out of the restroom. And I walked by her and God said, would I do that? I was like, man, this ain't, nah, this ain't about to go down. Not today. Really? So I went in the restroom for what I thought was a moment for me to relieve myself. But I, yeah, I did relieve myself of all everything that I had in me because I knew I had to pray for it. And I don't play with God. I knew that and believed then and now in the transferring of spirits. And I knew that God at that moment had to do a quick work. And if it were to be a work done quickly, only he could do it. And I believed enough in him that he could. And I remember saying, God, if this is what you want me to do, we got to fix this thing. Forgive me, you know, and you know, all of those things that I, I said to him to make sure that the air was clear. Because the Bible does tell us that uh, when we pray, we must forgive, right? And I felt released. And I went out. And I prayed for her. my then husband, unbeknownst to him, was saying to the congregation, this is how the devil is just so crafty and so sneaky. Man, y'all don't know what's happening right now. The fact that she's praying for her, y'all just don't know. Y'all need to give God a praise because this right here. And for a split second, I looked at him and I had to say, uh -uh, nope, you're not going to lose. My, I'm not going to lose my focus, devil. No, nah, you're not going to get me this way. Because what then I should have done was turned from, I'm about to drag this chick, so I'm going to knock him out. Because what was going on was, part of it wasn't so much fear of him as it was fear of what would happen as a result of me fighting back. Where Will my children end up looking at me through bars because I've done something to this man that caused me to have to be locked up for, forever? Will they experience something either during or the aftermath that I would have never wanted them to be exposed to. So oftentimes I took the hits and I didn't retaliate. And the other piece of it was, I used to always say to myself, vengeance is not yours, Shalomar. That kept me sane. It is not yours. I'm responsible. I'm responsible. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for me. And I would tell myself, never make someone else's sin your sin. Don't turn someone else's sin into your sin. And that is what held me 
And so from all of that experience and after we finally divorced and he left is how it happened, took everything, money, car, and left me a text message. And hadn't I hadn't even known because I, I gave up working, all my savings I put into the church, he shut the doors. Um, and he was supposedly paying the bills because he was the breadwinner, right? I didn't know the man didn't pay the, the rent or the light bill or the car insurance. We had two cars. One car wasn't as operable as the other. And the newer car is the one that he took. Um, he even took a case of formula from our child that we shared to, I guess, give it. I never got confirmation, but this is what God had showed me to the woman who bore the child that, that was a few months younger than the one that we had. So I had no formula. And at that time I was getting wick and they only give you as much as they'll give you. You can't go to them and say, oh, uh, somebody stole my milk. So can I get some more checks? Nah, baby, you gotta wait till the next row, go around. I didn't have any money. I literally found 22 cents in a drawer. And that's all I had. I didn't know what direction to go, but God, when I tell you God did that thing, I went asking door to door in my neighborhood, never talked to these people before, please help me. Where can I go for help? I went to the leasing office. They directed me some places and I'm fast forwarding. I went to an agency. I left that agency after having shared my story. And the gentleman said, ma'am, you don't, you don't fit the criteria. One of the main things is that if we give you money to pay at least one month of rent, there has to be proof you have a job that you will be able to work at that will keep you because we can't pay every month. We pay this month, what happens next month? But that man called me the next day, Reva, and he said, ma'am, God won't let me rest. I have to help you. You know how many people come in my office feeling entitled, but you walked out of here with your children so humble. He would not let me rest. It got paid, not one month, but two. Now the devil tried some things in between, but we moving on. It got paid. I learned about another organization that pays for your light bill. That got paid and I had like, I think five or $600 in excess. So it covered me for the months to follow. I finally got a job, never worked a day in my life minimum wage, but God was showing his hand because the money that I was making wasn't enough to pay not even the rent, but it, it, it still got paid even after that because he allowed me to store up. So when I was getting those two months paid, those two months, a week after the gentleman paid the first month, I was able to save up enough checks that would cover month three. And by month three, I was in another job that paid me more money. And he just worked that thing on out where the devil thought, like they say, it was for evil. God, he turned it and worked it out for my good. Before I experienced the good, it was already turned. But I, I was able to witness the turn right before my very eyes. I couldn't depend on anybody. I'm telling you, I got so humble, Reva. I reached out to family by way of text message, friends, everybody I ever did anything for. I told him what he did. Can you give me a dollar, $5? It doesn't matter. Just send it to me, email it to me. You can just give it to the companies that I'm telling you I need to pay. You don't have to give it to me. Pay it to the light company. Pay it to the... One person said, I can help you. That was my uncle. He gave me a few hundred dollars. I had to sign off some waiver. I think he did it as like a tax write-off. It wasn't even half of what I needed. And then... I reached out to the church that was supposed to be our covering to find out that my then husband lied about the covering that we had. And they were like, no, we never agreed, but we'll help you the best we can. So I had two pieces of, of or people rather, 
who rendered some sort of help and relief financially, but God did all of that. And so from their birth, my scars are beautiful. They are my testimony. And it's geared towards survivors of domestic violence, primarily women and children. It's not to say men, men don't experience it because they do, but God has called me to help women um, and children. And so it started there with my desire even the more to help people in this capacity, but not necessarily on the television, but being able to talk people through uh, their, their trauma and their pain and using mine as an example of how I am qualified to help you. And that was just one part of life. But as a young girl having insecurities, but yet being voted as the most attractive, but didn't feel like I was, as a young girl, my first experience with sex wasn't one that I wanted. And so there's so many things that I've dealt with over the course of my life being paralyzed, but I walk today that was nobody but God. So everything that I have experienced, the good and the bad and everything in between, because it ain't like only the bad things qualify you to help people. You know, I, I've achieved a lot. I've earned degrees and did so being a single parent. I've started businesses when I didn't feel that I really could because I didn't have the finances or the push or the resources, but I pressed because I had, I had the finances. I had the resources in the spirit, not in the natural. And so I had to shift my way of thinking, my way of believing. And so it started all way before Girl Embrace It, way before Sat Her Days with Shalomar J. It started back then with my desire. And then I began to think about other ways that I can help other groups And I came up with, or God gave me find your purpose, embrace your destiny. And there's a, a group for teenagers. And I deal a lot with acronyms, it's just who I am. And it's called T-Force. Uh, and it stands for teenagers focusing on real Christian experiences and making it okay to be okay because you're a child of God. Um, and so there's just a lot of things that God has given me, but the platform that I am focusing on now that God is making um, it to be more of the focal point is Saturdays with Shalomar J. But it came out of all the things I experienced and I got the revelation of the need and the necessity for it a year ago almost. <clears throat> and really, more around the, the June and May time of the summer of last year, when he told me to start it at my lowest point. What's my point? Got to get you when you're low. That's when he can reach you because sometimes we get so high we can't hear him. Even when we're in the spirit and you know you got a high time in the Lord, and I'm apostolic, so you know everybody ain't the same as me, but you're in there, you're shouting, and it's the hallelujah and the whole Jesus that you're speaking in tongues and na 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 na, and you're so high. And the pastor is saying, I'll use me for an example. All right, Shalimar, Shalimar, tell the Lord thing. I don't hear you. Shalimar, tell the Lord that I'm so high in the spirit. I can't hear nothing. You know, and that's, in a, in a way, that's a good high, but you still need to be able to hear. But then we can get so high and mighty when God has done the good thing. We don't even hear him anymore. We hear him when we're low. And he knows that, but we need to be able to hear him at all times. So that is Saturdays with Shalimar J, this, the backstory. Uh, Girl Embrace It, the backstory. A little bit of my story. And with all of that, I learned that a testimony is a powerful thing. And testimonies 
help heal. And why will we hold back on it? Because the beauty of it is that we have one. And it shows just who God is and what God is capable of doing at points in times when people think he is incapable. How dare we think that there is a God that we would serve and we call him Jesus and he's incapable, but we're human. And so we will have moments in time where we feel like, is, is there really a God or do you really hear me? And when sharing the stories on Saturdays with Shalimar J, it gives not just the women who are bold enough and strong enough to be transparent and open up and tell the deepest is sometimes the darkest secret that they never expose until that moment. But there is a common goal between me, the interviewer, and the interviewee, and that's to win souls and to reverence God, to edify him, to show that God is real. He is a deliverer. He is a healer. He is a way maker. He's a lily in the valley. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so giving women the opportunity to do that and even heal through sharing their, their uh, testimony. And sometimes, you know, you're like, yeah, I'll share it, but you still got some healing to do. And in that is healing. You know, we are healed by our testimonies. And so on the other end, the person who's watching, the viewer, the listener, the hearer can have that same experience simultaneously. And honestly, I think I might have said it in, in almost every show. And if I didn't say it, I shouldn't have thought it. Lord, do I not see me? Oh my goodness. Yep, I can I can identify because I, I had that experience too. God had been even reminding me of how many things he's healed me from. How many things he's delivered me from. Where he's brought me from. I was homeless girl living in my car. Using a sun visor as my shield. And a, a comforter now, you know, I laugh about it now. It was Liz Claiborne, so it was high class comforter that I was covering myself with in my 1990 white Nissan Maxima. But I covered myself with a comforter. And at that point in my life, I wasn't as close to God as I am now. But when God reminded me during one of the Saturdays with Shalomar J's shows of that time in my life, he was like, Shalomar. The comforter didn't cover you, I did. And girl, I, I, I lost it. <laughs> I lost it because part of me was like, how could I have not realized that? What took me so long to realize that it was you that covered me? And I felt guilty. But then on the other end, I was excited because he covered me. And then I started thinking about Lord, what could I, I was on the side of the street. What could have happened to me? How many people saw me go in and never come out the car and just knew I was sleeping in that car? Nobody but God. Nobody but God. I mean, girl, I could keep going. I, I, I'm thinking of instances now too where, child, I was in places I shouldn't have been. I got so low at a point where I didn't even care who my company was. 
I was going through self-destruction. I wanted to be everything other than what everyone else wanted me to be because I felt like I had to be perfect. I had to have the perfect face, the perfect smile. I had to dress the perfect way. I didn't have any room for error. I was just, you know, everyone had these high expectations. What about who I really want to be? I'm everything for everybody else. What about me? And I got so lost in everyone else's idea of, of who I was. I couldn't even tell you, Reba, what I liked. What was my favorite, whatever. I didn't even know. Well, I used to know a what? I, I had an um, opportunity to share, you know, three things about me at like a gathering. Um, and I was trying to think, and it, I was thinking hard. What are three things? What do I, um, what about, what are, what are my hobbies? What do I like to do? Surely it can't be just doing what everybody else wants me to do. So, you know, I just, I, I had a lot that I had to face and, and deal with and tackle and overcome, but I did it with his help. And um, in my having conversation with a young lady, I, I guess I can call it counseling. Um, I came up with this uh, quote and I've been holding on to it ever since. The hardest part of getting over your it is the starting point of getting through it. It's easy when you know you get over it, yeah, I'm over it. But it ain't, it ain't that easy to get to the point where you're ready to get over it. Sometimes you wallow in our sorrow. Sometimes you don't wanna face the hurt, the pain, the agony. Um, we don't wanna deal with any of that. That's the hardest part. But once we get past that hurdle, we can get through it with his help. Um, Saturdays with Shalomar J, Girl Embrace It TV, how it started. My scars are beautiful. They are my testimony. God did it. And uh, I know it was God, like I said, because it wasn't what I wanted to do. But um, he did that thing for me um, and for all of those people that he has assigned me to. Mm -hmm. And I have a willing vessel. And I, I don't mind doing anything so long as it is for the kingdom. <laughs> you can uh, find me on Instagram at beautifully scarred one, and that's the number one. So B E A U T I F U L L Y S C A R R E D one, the number one. Um, and of course, you can be, you can find information regarding the next show that's airing. Sometimes I um, offer the opportunity for individuals to come on the show and promote and run ads at no additional cost as, as God leads me. You know, television ain't free, it costs. But I do believe that um, there's a time where people need that, that push and that extra help. And I remember when I didn't have the funds to do certain things. So I would do that. So you can find those things um online uh you can direct message me of course as we all know through instagram i'm also on facebook and you can find me uh three ways actually simply by searching shalimar johnson um and also girl embrace it is another way to reach me uh through facebook and then i have a women's group which is kind of going into the one-on-ones that you're talking about it's called christian women network so you can Go on Facebook, search for the group uh, Christian Women Network and request to join. And every 
last Saturday, so either the 4th or the 5th, depending on what month we're in, um, at 8 o'clock in the evening in most cases, for a, about an hour, we have conversation. It's called a date with embrace. And we talk about the tough topics. And um, I render advice, um, open the floor for questions. It's an open forum, it's a safe space, and it is by invite only. So it's girl embrace it. Charlamagne, thank you again for sharing your powerful story. One of the takeaways that one of the biggest takeaways that I have from your story is your deep conviction to be obedient to God. When you started speaking about how you had to pray for this woman that was in relationship with your husband and you knew you had to stay focused and do what God laid on your heart to do. That was so powerful. One thing that connects us all is that we each have a story to tell. Many of us are fortunate enough to have multiple chapters, but no matter how young or old, we are all rich with the details of our lives, challenges, triumphs, world vision, worldviews, and our passions, but nevertheless, our story. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk. Please go to our homepage and like, leave us a review. We would like to hear from you. Email us and please go check out Shalomar Johnson with Girl Embrace It and support her. Until next time, you guys be great. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk, powered by My Story, the magazine. Stay connected with us directly through our website, www.mystorythemagazine.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram and Facebook at, at MyStoryTheMagazine. If you would like to share your story or like to speak with us, please send us an email through hello at mystorythemagazine.com. And as always, thank you for having Girl Chat with us. Until next time, girl, go be great.